0: This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to the radio and internet ministry of the Christian Crusaders. The July landscape is typically one of green fields and lush vegetation, like the richness of heaven. Yet, even amongst this abundance, weeds, like evil, sneak their way in with the good crops. Jesus has some very interesting advice in our message today for learning how to live with weeds.
1: Our theme for today is about living with weeds, so I hope you'll stay with us. We begin in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Would you pray with me? Almighty and merciful God and Father, your steadfast love endures forever, and in that truth we find hope and confidence and assurance for the living of these days. We're so grateful to know that you are taking care of this world of ours. Great is thy faithfulness. Amen. Our reading for today is from Matthew chapter 13, beginning at verse 24. Jesus put before them another parable. The kingdom of heaven may be compared to someone who sowed good seed in his field. But while everybody was asleep, an enemy came. "'and sowed weeds among the wheat, and then went away. "'So when the plants came up and bore grain, "'then the weeds appeared as well, "'and the slaves of that householder came "'and said to him, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? "'Where then did these weeds come from?' "'He answered, An enemy has done this. "'The slaves said to him, Then do you want us to go and gather them?' "'But he replied, No,' For in gathering the weeds, you would uproot the wheat along with them. Let both of them grow together until the harvest. And at harvest time, I will tell the reapers, Collect the weeds first and bind them in bundles to be burned. But gather the wheat into my barn. Then Jesus left the crowds and went into a house with his disciples. And his disciples approached him, saying, Explain to us the parable of the weeds of the field. Jesus answered, "'The one who sows the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world, and the good seed are the children of the kingdom. The weeds are the children of the evil one. And the enemy who sowed them is the devil. And the harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are angels. Just as the weeds are collected and burned up with fire, so will it be at the end of the age.'" The Son of Man will send his angels. They will collect out of his kingdom all causes of sin and all evildoers, and they will throw them into the furnace of fire where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their Father. Let anyone with ears listen. Dear friends, my wife and I took a couple weeks off last month and went to Denmark. But guess what we found everywhere when we got back to our home. Weeds, 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 and more weeds. A reality for any gardener or farmer, those pesky weeds keep showing up. And I don't know about you, but the Kramers hate weeds. We work pretty hard, you see, to keep our gardens and our lawn weed free. We're always pulling and spraying and clipping and complaining about them. Get rid of those weeds. Where do they come from? We don't like living with weeds. Jesus told a peculiar story about weeds one day, you know. We find it in Matthew 13. He tells the crowd that was listening, there was this farmer who sowed good seed in his field in hopes of a good wheat crop. One night an enemy came and threw weed seeds into it. When it all started sprouting up, weeks later the slaves were in a snit. Master, didn't you sow good seed? It's almost as if they're saying it accusingly. What did you do wrong? Where did these weeds come from? The master said, my enemy has done this. Well, do you want us to go out and weed? The servant said, No. The master said, You might tear out the weed with the wheats. The roots would be intertwined. By the way, the Greek word used for weeds here intimates it was a weed called darnel, which was a, a rye grass sort of weed. It resembled wheat in the early stages, and it had seeds in it known to be poisonous. But the, the master said, no, let them grow together. And at harvest time, I'll have the reapers separate them, and I'll even outwit my enemy by using his weeds as fuel for my furnace. End a story. Kind of a peculiar story. People must have wondered, what did Jesus mean by it? We know that his followers didn't get its meaning, because later on they asked him about it in private. And Jesus explained. He's of the field, is the world, the world that God created, that He loves, wants to redeem and restore, and make fruitful and make something good of it again. The good seed is in the good wheat, sons of the kingdom, the followers of Jesus, people who have heard His message of God's kingdom and his rule and his reign over people's lives is that a new day had arrived, and they repent and believe and serve him. Those pesky weeds, they represent the sons of the evil one, Jesus said. They, they cause and do all kinds of evil in this world. Even though the kingdom Jesus is preaching has arrived, there's resistance to it, Jesus is pointing out. I remember uh, the story of Herod trying to kill Jesus by, when uh, he was first born. Remember that story around Christmas time? There's resistors. And Jesus explains, we have an enemy, Satan, the evil one. He wants to ruin God's field. You know, Jesus came into the world proclaiming the kingdom of heaven, and immediately the battle was on. Satan did everything he could to resist its expansion. We have the temptation story. I like that saying that C.S. Lewis wrote, There's no neutral ground in this universe. Every square inch has been claimed by Christ and counterclaimed by Satan. The reapers, Jesus said, are God's angels. They'll do the separating. and The harvest is the end of the age. Judgment day. Separation day. It's... It's coming, for sure. The weeds will be picked and bundled and burned, and the righteous ones, my followers, will shine like the sun in the perfect kingdom of the Father. So what's the takeaway? The point of all of this? Well, Jesus seems to be pointing out to his followers that yes, there are weeds in the garden, God's world. The kingdom has arrived, but there is still evil and resistance to God's rule and God's ways happening in this world. And sometimes it will maybe even appear that the weeds have the upper hand and appear to be thriving and having their way in God's world. I mean, haven't you wondered yourselves at times that doesn't it seem like evil is winning here? As we observe drug abuse ruining lives around us, and sex trafficking of children, and human beings being treated badly, and violence in this world, and a porn industry that just keeps exploding and ruining lives, and immorality and poor values, seeing good people suffer and evil people prospering, and the church of Jesus being persecuted and ridiculed, and looked down upon. I mean, who hasn't wondered? What gives here? Why in the world does God allow this? Is he really in control? We get anxious, and we wonder, well, maybe we're supposed to do something with these weeds. Uh, Let's remove them. That's our our natural inclination, isn't it? Let's, Let's separate ourselves from them. And not get tainted by their sinfulness. So let's Or let's write them off. That's what the super religious people were doing in Jesus' day, known as the Pharisees. Call them untouchable and leave them alone. Maybe we're to hate these people, some people reason. Exterminate them in the name of God. But Jesus doesn't seem to be saying anything like that. He's saying, oh, wait a minute, hold it. Time out, be patient now. Don't start weeding. Learn to live with them. My people are to be people that patiently wait upon the Lord. Sometimes, you know, it's hard to tell the weeds from the wheat. I mean, can you say that you've ever met a person that you would describe as a weed? She's rotten to the core, a hopeless case. There's not a trace of God's image in that individual. You see, Weeding is a tricky, finicky business. It's hard to tell a hell deserving sinner from a saint. I know patience is hard. It's like the cartoon of the man kneeling God, give me patience and please hurry up. But Jesus is calling us to be patiently trusting in our Lord. The message is. Jesus seems to be saying is, leave the weeding to God. It's going to happen in the end. Only God can know a person's heart, and instead of hoeing, as his people were to be about the business of sowing instead, there's more people to be reached and brought into the kingdom. If you step outside of this story, I know a number of weeds that have been actually transformed by the power of the gospel of Jesus. Be patient. Just keep on praying. Thy kingdom come and thy will be done. And it will. Jesus seems to be saying, and be confident during these days when it looks like everything's out of whack. The harvest is coming. Sure, things may look bad today, but remember who owns this field. God owns the field. And he has the final say over this field that we call our world. The end of the age is coming. There, there's an end to history. History is his story, and sure things may be a mess, but it's it's his mess. There will be a day when evil causes uh, and evil ones will no longer exist. Jesus talks again and again in Scripture of there's a judgment in the end, a separation, a, a great day, the harvest. It'll be a day of rejoicing for God's people. In fact, we know that for certain because God in Christ has taken care of everything for us. Uh, He's defeated the power of sin and death and the devil through the cross and the empty tomb. And those of us who trust in him, we're in his hands and nothing can snatch us from his hand and separate us from him, as the Apostle Paul says. Uh, We can be sure of this. It will all turn out in the end, Jesus is saying. Years ago, a movie actress was interviewed concerning her experiences making a film. At one point in the film, there's a uh, some lions that were to rush at her while she's tied to a stake in the Roman Colosseum. The reporter asked the actress, weren't you afraid when those lions came rushing at you? She replied, no. You see, I'm one of those actresses who reads all the script of a movie. I had read to the end of the script, and I knew that the hero would come and rescue me. You see, Jesus is giving us a glimpse of the end of the script in this parable. God's kingdom wins. This the story that Jesus told is then to be heard as good news by the follower of Christ. A word of encouragement. Yes, it's true. It's real. There are weeds in the garden. There's a lot of good things happening. God's kingdom is at work, but there's a lot of mess still in the world, at least for now. But the word from our Savior and Lord of the world is this but be patient, be confident and full of hope and of good courage. See, God is in charge. It's like the old song says, I may not know the future, but I know the one who holds my future. The one who will send his angels into the harvest. And all who trust in Christ will shine like the sun in God's eternal presence. But in the meantime, We're to just keep on growing up in him and trusting in him and serving Christ in this world and bearing fruit and putting others in touch with that Savior through our words and through our actions, letting our light shine for him. Keep on being the good news and telling the good news of a father who loves us so much that he gave his only begotten son to save us from sin and hell and raised him up again with the promise that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. All the while, knowing, trusting that you and I as followers of Christ are in God's strong hands and nothing can snatch us from those hands. In fact, as the song says, he's got the whole world in his hands. That's what Jesus is saying here. By the way, I can't help but notice that this teaching from Jesus also holds a word for those who might be standing outside of a saving relationship with Jesus Christ. You see, presently we are living in what some people would call the day of grace. Christ's mercy and forgiveness is still available to you as we await the final day of judgment. But that day will come. It's not too late to say yes to following Christ. The day's coming when it will be too late, but it's not too late today. While it's God's desire, you see, that all be saved and live with him in heaven, he's made it very clear in this parable and other parts of scripture that that's not going to be the case. There will be a separation of believers and unbelievers. However, he's told us, I'm telling you the truth, Jesus said. Whoever hears my words and believes in him who sent me, has eternal life. He will not be judged, but has already passed from death to life. On the basis of such a promise, I I have to ask you, if you're standing away from outside that relationship, if Christ is not yours, wouldn't you like to ask him into your life today? He, He's standing at the door of your heart, Scripture says, and he's knocking. And what peace there is in knowing that we have been acquitted by him, Jesus Christ, who will come to judge the living and the dead. Today, won't you join me and millions of others who will follow Christ and know what our future ultimately holds? Ask Him in. Ask Him in. I love the way Jesus describes our glorious future. Those who belong to Him. He said, there'll be the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of heaven in the presence of their heavenly Father. What a glorious sight that will be. It's like that familiar hymn says, When we've been there ten thousand years Bright shining as the sun, We've no less days To sing God's praise Than when we first begun. Yes, there are weeds in the garden, but that's not the end of the story. Be patient. Be confident. Amen. Let's pray. Father, though the world around us seems frightening at times and out of control, and it feels like evil has the upper hand, it's good to have the Savior of the world remind us that ultimately all is well and that you have the final word over this world of ours. Because this world of ours is your field. Through your Holy Spirit's power, help us to be people of confidence, courage in your world. Ready to share the hope that is within us with other people. In the name of Jesus, we ask this. Amen. Now, as you go on your way, may Christ go with you. May he go before you to show you the way, behind you to encourage you, beside you to befriend you above you to watch over, and within you to give you his peace. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
0: You have been worshiping with the Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. We pray our message has encouraged you to ask the Lord into your life, if you have not already done so, and find the peace awaiting those who will pass through judgment into eternal life. Christian Crusaders is a nonprofit, listener-supported ministry devoted to serving the spiritual needs of our listening audience with the life-changing message of salvation by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. If this mission is one that is also close to your heart, we ask for your financial and prayerful support so the program may continue for many years to come. Our mailing address is Christian Crusaders, Post Office Box 522, Cedar Falls, Iowa 50613. Or feel free to contact us by email at ccatnaz.org. We're also found on the internet at christiancrusaders.org and on Facebook. If you would like to hear a rebroadcast of today's spiritual message or a message from a previous week, we invite you to check us out on the Internet. Our website address is Christian Crusaders, all one word, dot ORG. We are happy you chose to worship with us today, and we pray you will join us again next Sunday on this station. Conducting the service was our speaker, Rev. Steve Kramer, Senior Pastor of Shepherd of the Valley Lutheran Church in Afton, Minnesota. Christian Crusaders is now in its 81st year of continuous Sunday worship broadcasting.